Welcome to the How Did You Get Into That podcast. Each week, we want to bring you an inspiring interview or encouraging message to help you find and do work you love. Now, here's your host, Grant Baldwin. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? My name is Grant, and it is great to have you here with us today. Really do appreciate you joining us. Got a great show for you today. Got a great guest. Got a great story. Lots of good stuff that's going to be happening in today's episode. Now, before we get into today's guest and story and journey and all of that jazz, I want to give you a little announcement. Breaking news. This just in, folks. A little announcement today. Now, since we started the show about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we've put out an episode every single Tuesday, Thursday. We've actually never missed a scheduled episode for you. But to be honest with you, behind the scenes, it does cost a lot of money and time to produce a single episode of the show. And so while I I still love the show and I love the guests and especially you, the listener, it does require a lot from us to create a single episode. We're at about, I think, 115 episodes today, which you can do the math. It's a lot of hours of work, a lot of money invested in the show. And while that's all well and good. I do have other projects that I'm working on as well as just uh, staying busy traveling, speaking, as well as most importantly, being a good husband and father. And so because of all of that, we've decided to switch from doing two episodes per week to doing one episode per week. So you will still get the same goodness like every other episode. You'll just have to wait a few extra days in between uh, to receive a fresh episode. And so we're going to try this for a few months, see how we like it, see how you like it, and evaluate from there. But like I said, still really enjoy the podcast. Love hearing from you, the listeners. I really have a lot of fun doing this, but it, it does require a good amount of my time and attention. So... In the meantime, instead of Tuesdays and Thursdays, new episodes of the show will now come out just on Tuesdays. So, But in the meantime, I really would love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you think about this, good, bad, ugly. I'd love to know. Feel free to email me, grant at grantbaldwin.com. Again, that's grant at grantbaldwin.com. Let me know what you think about this. I would uh, love to hear from you. So, All right, enough about that. Let's get into today's guest. Today, we are joined by my friend Cynthia Sanchez of the website ohsopinteresting.com. Cynthia has a great story about how she spent most of her career in the healthcare industry, had some really solid, uh, well-paying, well-respected careers and and jobs within the healthcare industry at a major hospital, and then decided to do something different, to decide to pursue this new hot thing called Pinterest. So cool story about how she kind of came across Pinterest, how she got into what she's doing today, and how quickly she made the transition from working her traditional job at the hospital to doing the Pinterest gig that she's doing today. So really good stuff. Also, I'd encourage you to stick around for the bonus material where Cynthia and I chat for a few more minutes about Pinterest marketing. So if you are someone, maybe you've got a business online or offline and you're like, I'm familiar with Pinterest. I know it's I could use it for something. I just don't know how. This is definitely for you. You're definitely going to want to check this out. And again, you can find that. You can get that free download, the bonus material over at grantwaldon.com or you can just click the link on the show notes today and download that right to your phone, mobile device, computer, wherever you may be listening to this episode. So let's get right into it. Here's this chit-chat conversation with the founder, creator of Oh So Pinteresting, Miss Cynthia Sanchez. Enjoy. What is up, my friends? Welcome to another episode of How Did You Get Into That? Today, we are joined by Cynthia Sanchez, who is a Pinteresting wizard. Can we call you that? Well, yeah, I kind of like that because okay. wizards are always learning. Thanks, Grant. Wizard guru, maven. She knows significantly more about Pinteresting than I will ever begin to understand about Pinterest. So excited to get into her story and journey today. So Cynthia, how are you? Welcome to the show. 
Doing really well. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So Pinteresting wizard or maven or expert or guru or whatever, how would you describe (laughs) what it is that you do with the world of Pinterest? I am a student of Pinterest. I think it's like other social media platforms. It's going to continue to change. There's always new things to learn. There's new strategies to try. So I'm always testing and experimenting. So I like maybe wizard, mad scientist, that kind of thing. And yeah, I've been working and using Pinterest for working with and using Pinterest for, gosh, almost four years now. So it's going really well. How do you make a business out of this? What does this look like on a day-to-day level for you? For me, I travel internationally for speaking engagements. I work with companies one-on-one to help them develop their strategies and see exactly how they can use the platform to benefit their business. I do group training sessions. I do individual training sessions. So there's kind of lots of little arms to my business. Lots of little things that just that all feed into this this monster of teaching people about Pinterest. <laughs> it's, it's quickly becoming that, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. What were you doing before this? I was a radiation oncology nurse. What, what is that? I don't, I, don't, I don't even know what that is. It sounds fancy and it, it sounds I, dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so I worked in a cancer center and I uh, helped patients get through their radiation treatments. Okay. How long were you doing this? Oh my gosh, uh, three years, four years. And then prior to that, I worked in surgery. And prior to that, I worked in labor and delivery. So I kind of had a kind of a diverse nursing background. Okay, so you're already braver than I am, like blood guts that does squat for me. So uh, I was there for my wife's three births. But other than that, I, I try to stay away from the hospital as much as possible. Gotcha. So were you always like, were you always interested in the medical profession? Was that kind of the path that you were always on that you wanted to do? No, not necessarily. I started off actually with my first major was in marketing and kind of got into that, took my first accounting class and said, ooh, numbers and accounting and no, thank you, and quickly changed to elementary education. I found I had a passion for teaching, loved kids, loved seeing that little light bulb moment go off in their eyes, you know, help them understand something. Happened to marry a man who was in the Navy. He was there at the university as well and had to go back to the Navy my last year of school. So we got married and I figured, oh, I'll just finish up school wherever we end up, you know, uh, for a little while. And then we, in our last year of college, had our first set of twins. So that kind of changed our plans. Your first set of twins? Yes. We had another set five years later. No way. So you have two sets of twins. I do. Wow. What are like, I don't even have any idea. What are the mathematical odds on that? Way greater than I ever thought. (laughs) There were no (laughs) twins in our family uh, that I knew of until after I had my first set. And then I knew, I found out like way back in our family history that there were quite a few sets of twins. And everybody I'd known had either one and then two or two and then one. I didn't know anybody that had multiple sets of multiples. So we thought it was, you know, maybe time to consider having a boy in our family. We said, oh, we'll give it a shot. And if we get an extra girl, that's okay. But we got both a boy and a girl. Wow. All right. So you got three girls and a boy. Yes. Crazy. You get your hands full. I've got three girls, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm not even going to roll the dice for a fourth. So I'm not going to take that risk. So you're interested in elementary education. Was that kind of the, the path that you always wanted to go down? You're just kind of assuming like, all right, this is it. This is what I'm going to do with life. Yeah, well, yeah, that was it until I really thought about it and thought about the bureaucracy of it all and, you know, kind of saw what my kids were going through with school and just like, you know, that's not really the way I want to go. What else interested me? You know, what else could I do? Well, I always had an interest in science. I was okay at math. And, you know, at that point, you know, my kids were older. I hadn't really been in a hospital prior to that, but then I had had children. One of them got sick, so was hospitalized for a while. It's like, you know, I think I really want to be a nurse. I had nurses involved in my care and in my kids' care that really made a difference in our experience. The great nurses made a really stressful, crazy situation 
you know, a hundred times better. And there were some nurses that made it a hundred times worse. And I wanted to be one of those people that made it a hundred times better. And as I got to learning more about nursing, I found out exactly how much education and how much teaching that there was involved in it. So it was like the perfect combination for me. You know, I got to do the teaching, got to see those light bulb moments in both kids and adults. And then I also got to have that sciencey kind of nerdy experience as well. Right. So it sounds like, though, like it's one thing, though, to have like a positive nursing experience. It's another thing to be like, oh, well, I want to do that now. You know, so (laughs) how do you like how do you make that leap of going like, okay, I'm on this education path. And I guess so were you teaching at the time or you just kind of going down the down? No, I never got to complete my degree because, you know, we had four kids and daycare and school and all that was just kind of crazy at, you know, when they were really young. So when I went back and actually looked at completing my degree and saw how long it was going to take, I really had to question if that was really the path I wanted to complete. And for me, it was it was no, I didn't want to get kind of into that at that time. And nursing just seemed much more flexible. The schedule was definitely appealing, the pay, the security, it all just kind of seemed to check all the boxes. But you also still had to do, like, you had to jump through a bunch of educational hoops just to get into nursing as well, though. Oh, yes. I had to go back and I completed my bachelor's degree. And of course, I chose the hard way to do it, you know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, there was times where I would take my books to my kids' band performances and finish, you know, studying for whatever test was coming up that day or clinical notes or or whatever I had due the next day. But I think that was actually a really good experience for us as a family because they got to see exactly the work that it took to get things done and, you know, that it wasn't easy and that, you know, mom could do other things. It wasn't just, you know, being there for them. And, you know, they, they got to see and they were part of some of my projects and, you know, got to contribute to parts of it, too. So at what stage are you at whenever you're going back to school to, or to start to pursue the nursing interest? Like what, what stage are your, are your kids at? Early, late elementary school and just getting into kindergarten. So during that other like in the interim period there, were you just primarily stay at home mom? Primarily for when my second set were were newborns. I mean, putting four young kids through daycare was just cost prohibitive. You know, there wasn't a job that I could get that would, you know, make it be worth my while uh, to pay for daycare for four kids. You'd think you'd get some like significant frequent flyer discount. You would think, you would think, but not so much. Like even just like a sympathy discount. Yeah, yeah. But when my youngest were about a year old, I was kind of just going stir crazy in the house. I love my kids, but I I am just not wired, I guess, to be the ultimate stay-at-home mom. I just sure. – I completely am totally in awe in women that just thrive on that. I wish I could – do that. But my mind was always racing on other things, trying to learn things. And back then, the internet wasn't quite what it is now. There were chat rooms, but not necessarily the you know interaction that we have that's so readily available now. So it was a pretty isolating way to be sometimes unless you set up play dates and had to physically get all four kids packed up and go and you know have whatever play date. You know, so I took a part-time job uh, at a library just so I could get out of the house so I could talk to other adults right. and you know just get a little bit of time to think differently. And then I did a, a sales job for a little while and then I went back to nursing school. So was the plan always for you to once the kids got out of preschool and they were all a little more independently functional that you could then go back to school and and pick up the nursing passion and interest that you had? Well, yeah, the the plan was always definitely to go back and finish my degree. It wasn't always to go back into nursing or to go into nursing, but I knew I had spent so much time in school already. had you know had that big investment financially. You know, student loans were, were still there that I had to finish. So yeah, as soon as I could, I, I went back. So once you're into nursing, are you feeling like okay, this is it. This is where I need to be. This is going to be what the next you know twenty thirty years of, of <laughs> my career look like, or what are you kind of thinking at that point? 
Yeah, when I first got in it, for sure, it was that kind of wide-eyed, excited feeling about everything. I was getting to deliver babies. That was like my dream, you know. I wanted to do that for years. And so disgusting. To me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I have a little bit of a different perspective. It's, all right. That's neither here yeah. nor there. But. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I found it completely fascinating. And com- I mean, the science behind it, the experience of it, and I guess just having that opportunity to be, to be at that moment that was so personal and intimate and to be at the start of a new life and of a new family sometimes. And it was amazing. And then there were sides of it that were completely terrible and heartbreaking. So that's one of the reasons that I, I changed and, and tried different career paths. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I really, I still, there's still parts of it that I miss because I'm not practicing anymore. So how long were you in labor delivery before you decided to make a change? Um, a little over two years. So the next step for you was to, okay, there's parts of this I like, parts of it that are, I would assume like it's either really, really good or there's just some like horribly tragic moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you just thinking like, okay, I want to stay in, in medicine. I want to stay in nursing. I want to stay something in, within the hospital industry. Let's just find something else that would be a better fit. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I loved about the flexibility of nursing. There's so many different paths to take. You know, I could jump back in and do something completely different than what I've ever done before. I could go into research. I can go into sales. I can go into administration. I can go back into, you know, neurosurgery. Who knows? You know, I could do all sorts of different types of things. And that's one of the things that really was attractive to me as far as the profession goes. So you went from labor and delivery into what? Into surgery, into women's surgery. Okay. So how long are you doing that before you're transitioning again? Gosh, another two, three years. Was everything basically like two, three years before you yeah, kind of started? That, that's kind of me. That's it me. Seems, I get that itch. No, it seems like there's a, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I, I talk to and uh, that like every couple of years they're just like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not that this thing is bad or that I don't like it, but I'm just looking for a new challenge. I'm looking for something to just kind of mix it up. Do you think that that's ever a bad thing or is that an okay thing? Or like, how do you balance that with, with like changing to keep it interesting and keep something fresh for you without being the type of uh, employee or entrepreneur that's just unstable and just has another idea and just trying something else again. How, how have you kind of balanced that? Well, for me, I, and, and I think really now in the times that we live, that's an okay thing to do. I yeah. think long gone are the days where you spend 30 years at a single company and get your pension and retire and that's all you ever do. In fact, you know, my husband's worked for some bigger corporations. And they kind of frown upon you staying in the same position. They want to see you grow and change and try new things because as you're getting better, their company is getting better. And, you know, as far as what I did, I always changed. I changed for different reasons. I changed, you know, within the same hospital system a couple of times. And then the next time I left that system and went into another practice, but the schedule was completely different. For a long time there, I was working three 12-hour shifts. Um, Sometimes they would start where I would have to be at work at 4.45 in the morning. And that was kind of a challenge on the family, you know, as as the kids got older and had practice and events and activities and things to do. So I wanted something a little bit more with the 8 to 5 kind of schedule that I could be at all those after-school activities for them for. And that's, you know, when I ended up in oncology. How long were you in oncology? Two to three years? <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah, right, but, right. but just about. <laughs> so at what point does Pinterest start to come on the scene for you? It was actually while I was working as uh, the oncology nurse, I developed a nurse navigation program for the cancer center, which essentially helps our patients navigate through their diagnosis and their families, you know, through the process, through terminology, through testing, through available resources and services that they may not be aware about. I was kind of that central hub of information that could help guide them to different places. Once again, getting that teaching back involved, get them in, you know, more information about the tests or the procedures or the medications or, or whatever was going on. 
fun. And I really, really enjoyed that. But the cancer center I was working at was in a smaller town. And sometimes it was difficult for our patients to to get there all the time or to, you know, access the information. So I thought maybe I could take it online somehow. How could I do this? What could I do to make it a little bit more easily you know, reachable to either them or maybe even to patients beyond that. Maybe I could start some sort of, you know, nurse navigation business, you know, or something, you know. And it's like, but I have no idea how to do that. (laughs) I mean, it just so happened that I was listening to a podcast that mentioned that you could build a business off of a blog and kind of was dumbfounded by that. It's like, there's no way, you know, to have a real business, you have to have all this money and knowledge and resources and all sorts of these crazy things. It can't be that simple. And, you know, I did some more listening. I did some more research. And it's like, well, I need to figure this out. And at that time, I had no idea what to start a blog about. You know, I really didn't want to start it about oncology at that moment. I wanted to kind of keep my nursing license out of it. (laughs) I worked so hard and spent so much on it. I didn't really want it until I had things figured out to be kind of that vulnerable. So I was like, let's just do something for fun. Let's start writing about Pinterest because at that time, Pinterest had really kind of become really popular. It had taken my life over almost completely. Almost every other word out of my mouth was Pinterest because either I, I found this recipe on Pinterest, I read this article that I found on Pinterest. I did this. I bought this. I went there all because of Pinterest. Um, and the internet had never really had that kind of impact on me before. So I was like, well, let's just kind of write about the things that I'm doing, what I'm finding, what I'm discovering. Did it work? Did it not work? And that's kind of how my blog and my business started. Okay, but why Pinterest? Because I mean, obviously, it's a big piece of your life. And obviously, like you said, you didn't want to do anything related to nursing or kind of what you're doing on the, on the professional nine to five type of gig. But there could have been any number of topics that you could have written about, or you could have blogged about, or you could have started to develop a thing about. So you could have been, you know, mothering to twins, you know, or that kind of <laughs> stuff. So like, why Pinterest? Because I think and the reason I ask is I think there's a lot of people that are listening that it's like, hey, I'd love to start a blog, or I'd love to start a podcast, or I'd love to start fill in the blank my thing. But there's like 19 different topics that I'm are interesting to me that are appealing that I think I could you know do a I could speak intelligently on or do a decent job at, at communicating or talking about so of all the different possible scenarios that you could have written about or talked about why Pinterest well, at that point, I was, you know, I didn't want to kind of bring the medical side of it because of the nursing liability and that type of thing. My kids were older, teenagers, you know, high school. They didn't want me talking about them at all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just wanted the checks and the credit cards when they were necessary, taken to where they needed to be, and, you know, they were becoming independent people. Right. So a blog about family and that type of thing, no, not so much. And like I said, Pinterest had just kind of sucked me in and it affected me in a way something had never done before online. Um, somebody said this one time that I've been on the internet since it was black and white. Yep, that was me and my <laughs> husband. We're very nerdy, geeky people. Um, I think I remember the first time being on a prodigy kind of bulletin board messaging wow, thing yeah. was like 92, 93, somewhere back then. There you know, you it was nothing but text. That was all the internet was, was leaving messages for people. It was a big messaging thing. You know, so I had kind of been raised my family on the internet, you know, as far as, you know, using it as a tool in some shape or form throughout, you know, our entire or their entire lives. And then Pinterest came along and I was kind of resistant in the very beginning because I was working. I did have four kids and, you know, things to do and places to be. And my mom sent me quite a few invitations. So I got to owe this all to my mom to join Pinterest because when it first started, you needed an invitation to open an account. And I said, no, I just, I barely get on Facebook. I don't have time for that kind of stuff. That's silly stuff. I don't have time. But then when, you know, one Saturday I I jumped on just to kind of take a peek and see what mom was raving about. 
and I haven't gotten off since. <laughs> it's it kind of started this crazy little snowball of things happening in my life, and I am so glad that it happened because it's been an amazing, an amazing ride. But it just opened up a whole nother side of the internet to me. Um, you know, back then, especially. I mean, I know this is just a few years ago uh, when you would search for something you know, Google, Bing, Yahoo, whatever it is that you were using, you tended to get the same results over and over and over again when you searched for similar things, big websites, you know, big companies. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, I already saw this. You you had to be more creative in the search terms you used to find different things. But then Pinterest came along and it ended up being this whole collection of things with people that were bringing in stuff from all sorts of places on the internet, whether it was their own blogs or websites or things that they were finding. But it kind of showed me a whole different side, um, things that I would have never found before so you decide to start the the blog on pinterest and first of all i'm curious though like because it sounds like in your nursing career there's part again there's parts of it you like parts of it you didn't like but it wasn't like okay let's just start a blog and hopefully this thing takes off so i can get out of this sounds like you still really enjoyed what you were doing so was the point to in starting the blog in the first place like ah, it's just kind of a fun little outlet it kind of scratches a little itch i get to talk about this thing i like talking about over here like what were you hoping that the blog would become yeah, for that blog, for it's still oh so Pinteresting, it was just to understand how to do all of this technical stuff, how to figure out WordPress, how to use social media, how, you know, for building traffic and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, what's a plugin? What's a theme? What's a widget? I had to learn this whole new language that I had no understanding about at all. Um, how does this kind of blog into a business thing work in hopes of someday figuring out how to do that more related to my nursing career. So it was just kind of this testing ground for something that was, you know, or and can still come later. But then it kind of started taking a life of its own. How so? Like, how long were you doing it before it started to take a life of its own? Not long at all, <laughs> which was so, this was the crazy thing about it. Uh, so I started the blog January 2012 and June, July, late June, early July, I got a call from a local business owner, I guess it was an email saying, you know, that we're just about to launch a new business and we need help with social media. We've checked out your blog. We like what you write. We need help with Pinterest. We think our product will do really good there. Can you help us? We want to hire you. And wow. I was like, what? Is that just a surreal moment? <laughs> that was such a surreal moment because up to that point, the, I mean, I think one of the most recent blog posts I had written at that point was how I used the Pinterest mobile app to get a haircut. You know, I took the mobile <laughs> app with me to the salon, showed my stylist what I want. I had pictures, take pictures of us looking at the app and, you know, how I used it and what I did. And I had been going to that salon for years. We were uh, uh, family friends, you know, with the owners. And I said, hey, can I leave some of these business cards? Because they had a little collection of local business cards. And it just so happened the person that called me found my business card there or emailed me. And so at that point, you obviously you created business cards. So was the hope that you could start consulting on this? Or co- like what, like what no. was the point of having the, the business card? No, the business card came because I went to, well, it's now called Blog World, but it was New Media Expo back then. Yeah. And I created business cards just because I wanted to go to that conference to figure out more of how to create a blog into a business. And I figured, well, I could, you know, I need to get extra readers too. I mean, I got to figure out how to do all this stuff. So that's, you know, why I created the business cards to begin with. So it sounds like all along the point was just, let's just start something. Let's see what happens. If it takes off, cool. Uh, If it doesn't, that's fine. But let's just see where this goes and kind of taking the next logical step instead of just feeling like, okay, let's just start this blog on Monday and hopefully in six months going to blow up and explode and I'm, I'm going to be able to quit my job and be able to you know do this whole thing. But it's just, let's just take the next logical step and see what happens. 
Yeah, exactly. It was just, it was a, a learning experiment for me. It was trying to figure things out. And then, you know, after that first call came, I had to just kind of step back and think about that. It's like, whoa, I never really thought about it in that way. But thinking about how I use Pinterest personally, it had really influenced in the decisions that I was making and, you know, some of the parts of my life, you know, what was I going to cook, which influenced what I was going to buy at the grocery store? What was I going to wear, which influenced what I bought, you know, when I was shopping for clothes or shoes? Uh, What was I going to get for gifts? It influenced a lot of my purchases and a lot of things that I was doing in my life. And it was helping these other small businesses. So I saw how it could almost kind of level the playing field between those big websites, those big businesses that I would always find when I was doing internet internet searches back then, as opposed to what I was finding on, you know, Pinterest. Now it, it really, really just kind of leveled things out. And I saw that potential for that business that contacted me. Um, so we had quite a few discussions and I had to tell them I'm a nurse. I'm not a marketing person. I'm not a social media person. I, you know, I just, I, you know, straight up with them and, and, you know, they were changing their paths as well too, going into a field that they weren't really familiar with. And they said, let's give it a shot together and see what happens. And they were the first client. And then, you know, I had to think it's like, well, if they're going to hire me for this, chances are somebody else could hire me for this? What if I really explore this? This is fun. You know, I mean, I get somebody wants to pay me to do what I have been doing for fun and for free. You know, why not? So you you start the blog in in January and June, July, you get that first email, which sounds like that the whole thing is just a catalyst. And that's that first kind of tipping point or domino for you. So Mm -hmm. how long then beyond that, are you still doing both the blog and the hospital before you decide to, to pull the plug and just go completely on the Pinteresting? This was when things got really crazy because then, of course, the wheels start turning, the gears start turning. Oh, my gosh, you see the possibility. You hear what everybody's saying that, you know, they can do this and products and, you know, money and, you know, just kind of all this overwhelm of information that I was taking in. I think I got a little swept up in it. And uh, by Labor Day, by that September, that was my last day at work. So it was just a couple of months after that. Wow, that's pretty fast. That was very fast. But that kind of goes along with my personality, too, if I am really wholeheartedly into something, I'm going to be all the way into it. There's no kind of halfway work. You know, I really want to get it done. I want to do it right. I want to give it my all. So I I took every course that I could find on, you know, social media marketing, read books, blogs, podcasts, everything that I could consume about learning how to do this. So I could do the best for the clients that I had, you know, but then, you know, I also had to learn about the website maintenance and social media marketing for my own business and other businesses and, you know, the accounting side of things. I mean, I'm, I'm still on that learning roller coaster, you know, but it's been, you know, crazy exciting, crazy stressful, but it's changed me in, for the better in so many ways. To get that first email from someone that, that's reaching out looking for some more information and is, is interested in hiring you to 60 to 90 days later, like quitting this safe, <laughs> secure, comfortable job, like career that you've had for so long in a, like a respected profession. Like what had to happen in those 60 or 90 days to give you enough confidence to be like, all right, I'm not messing around. We're going all in on this because that's a, that's a huge leap in a short amount yeah, of time. Yeah, there were lots of things. And I just think it was kind of the perfect storm that all came together. There were things changing at the place that I was working and either I could change with them, learn different things there or, you know, and, and kind of go through that process find another job, you know, in the same field, you know, or maybe at a different location if I didn't want to go through that change. I could, you know, just look at the flexibility and the time. I had to weigh the money things. I had to weigh, you know, the risk things. But then, you, like you said, it was a safe, secure job and I had a very safe, secure profession. I knew that if I gave this a shot and it completely failed um, and I was completely miserable, then I could go back to what I knew I liked. 
what were other people saying? Like, what was your <laughs> husband, kids, like even just coworkers, you know, who were like, you are a, you're a respected nurse in a, you know, in a quality hospital and you're going to leave all of this to go be the Pinterest lady? Like, is that even, like, is that a thing? Have you lost your mind? Like, what are, what are people thinking? Well, How, at that, that point I was, you? I was thinking just more overall of a social media kind of management, community manager type of business. Pinterest was, you know, kind of where I started, but I, you know, I thought that I had to manage, you know, all the platforms for businesses to really, you know, at that point, that's what I thought I, the path that I was going to take. But the coworkers, some were excited, some were just baffled because they didn't really even know what a blog was, you know. Yeah. Some were just just okay, yeah, that's just kind of you. And <laughs> there was, you know, uh, uh, when you know when the doctors I worked with just absolutely, you know, we we just we were like the well-oiled machine that worked together most times and have and still have a lot of respect for him and you know, he took me aside, it's like, "Are you sure this is what you really want to do?" you know. And he didn't really try to talk me out of it, but I could tell, you know, I knew him well enough that that's what, you know, he was concerned, you know, I mean, because it is a big risk. I was giving up a lot of security. I was giving up paid vacation days, you know, right. those go away, <laughs> those go away. And, you know, it's like, if I don't try, then I'll never know. And, you know, I, why not? What's the worst that can happen? And, you know, my husband was still kind of unsure of how it was all going to come together. But he's like, if this is what you really want to do, you know, we're going to be okay. We'll have to, you know, the the money coming in was nowhere near to replace my salary. But I knew that if I could give it full time, then I could quickly change that. You know, I knew that I could build that up to help balance that out. I knew that I would have flexibility to take care of my family when I wanted and how I wanted, which was one of the biggest driving things. I mean, the worst part about being a working parent a lot of times, I think, is having to ask permission to take care of your family. You know, hey, I need to take this day off for this or that, or can I, or I need, you know, that guilt, oh, my kid's sick, I can't come in, and then you feel guilty because you're not there taking care of those responsibilities. And that really, really pulled at me for, you know, as many years as I was working. And, you know, I saw kind of that light at that tunnel that I could do things for my family how I wanted to, when I wanted to, and then still have, you know, a way to to generate income, a way to have fun, a way to still get to meet people, a way to teach people and still have those light bulb moments. Um, So it all just kind of seemed to fall into place. It was scary. And there's still times I think, oh, I think maybe, oh, about 20 minutes ago, I thought, well, maybe is this the right idea? You know, did I do the right thing? You know, that still pops up. Um, but then when I look at the big picture of over what has happened over the last few years and the opportunities that I've had, the people that I've met, it's just like, oh yeah, I did so did the right thing. Well, I like that you brought up that regret piece. I think that's so important that, you know, there's, I always say that there's two types of regret in life. There's the things that you do that you wish you hadn't done. And we all have our fair share of those. (laughs) And then there's the things that you didn't do that you wish you had tried. So it sounds like you're at a point where it's like, all right, if I don't try this, I'm going to be kicking myself for years and years and years wondering, like, what could have happened? Like, maybe it would have worked. Maybe it would have been a complete disaster. But I don't know unless I'm willing to actually give it a shot. Exactly. And, you know, the complete disaster for me was that nobody ever hired me. Everybody that was hiring me at that point would fire me. And I would go back and get another nursing job. That was the worst thing that could happen. Nobody was going to die. Nobody was going to be imprisoned. It wasn't going to be a life-ending scenario if it completely failed. So why the heck not? 
It reminds me, uh, we actually, my family and I, we just moved to uh, Nashville. We'd lived in Missouri our entire lives and got quite a few entrepreneur friends and contacts out here. And so I mentioned it in passing to my wife uh, about a year ago and she was like, yeah, let's do it. It sounds fun. And so we moved here. And, and so, but people are asking like, well, what if you move there and you don't like it or it's not what you think? And what are you going to do? Like, then we'll move back. Like, yeah. it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's going to take some work, but in the scheme of things, the potential downside just isn't that big a deal versus the potential upside. Yeah, and I think my perspective on things changed a lot. Having kids, being a nurse, seeing so many different things as you know, as a nurse, that my perspective on life in general changed a lot. You know, time is fleeting. You never know if tomorrow is going to come for you, and if you kind of wait for the perfect day, the perfect opportunity, it's never going to come. You know, so sometimes you just have to take those risks, close your eyes, and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. When's the best time to start a business? When's the best time to start a family? When's the best time to quit your job? Like, there's never Never. a perfect time. (laughs) There's never a perfect time. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. So yeah, you have to kind of count the costs and, and. measure it out and figure out what it's going to take. But then at some point, like you have to jump, you have to be willing to take that leap. And again, you want to tip the scale in your favor as best as possible, but there's always going to be some level of risk involved uh, in any type of, of endeavor that you're starting. Exactly, exactly. And it's been a big process. I mean, things were very safe and secure in what I was doing before. You know, I I knew what my duties were. I knew what my goal was, what my mission was with each patient and what they needed and, you know, lots of research and learning and that type of thing. But it was pretty well defined for me. Um, But now I had to figure out things all on my own. You know, how do I do this? How do I talk to people? How do I do this kind of networking thing from a business side of things? How do I do this? How do I ask for that? What do I need to ask for? It's been a lot of learning. And I mean, I went from being being, you know, having an audience of, you know, one to maybe just a few people in a hospital room to having audiences that, you know, fill conference rooms, you know, and conference centers, you know, speaking. So it's been a lot of learning and discovery about myself. So I think it's been a very, a very worthwhile risk. Yeah, you work with what you got and you just you build it as you go. So, uh, all right, cool. I got to ask you some questions about Pinterest and Pinterest marketing and all that jazz. So we're going to save that, though, for the bonus round. So if people are interested in, in Pinterest and how to use Pinterest within their business, whether it's a, a mom and shop type deal or a, you're a solopreneur or you're, you're helping with social media for something bigger, then uh, we'll talk about that for a couple minutes over in the, the bonus round. But in the meantime, if people are like, all right, I'm intrigued. I want to hear a little bit more about what you're up to and hear maybe some of the, the services or products that you offer. Where can we find out uh, more wh- where that would be? Yeah, the best place to go would be ohsopinteresting.com. Beautiful. We'll definitely link up to that, Cynthia. And uh, we'll plan on uh, chit-chatting a little bit more over in the, uh, the bonus round. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. All right, there you go, my friends. I uh, hope you enjoyed that interview with Cynthia Sanchez of Oh So Pinteresting. Definitely stop by, check out her site. You can check out the show notes, links, everything that we discussed over at GrahamBaldwin.com. You can also download the bonus material. Again, you can find that on the show notes page where Cynthia and I hop back on the mic. We chat for a few more minutes about uh, Pinterest marketing, how you can use Pinterest within your own business or company. So definitely stop by and check that out. Hey, again, as a reminder, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we will be going to just one episode per week every Tuesday. So we will catch you one week from today. And again, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you think about this change. Feel free to email me directly, grant at grantbaldwin.com. Would love to know what your thoughts are on this. So the point of the show from the beginning was to serve you, the listener. And so I'd love to hear from you. Anything at all we can ever do to help you find and do work you love. We are still all about that, my friend. So we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time. You're awesome. 
Thanks for listening to the How Did You Get Into That podcast with Grant Baldwin. Don't forget to visit grantbaldwin.com for all the show notes and links discussed in today's episode. We'll see you next time.